0: Everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Civ Show podcast. We suck, so you don't have to. I'm your host, A Erasing Zozo. Nystagmus. We're getting pretty good at that intro, huh? Mm. Yeah, Except for solid. when you comment on it. No, no, that's all part of it, man. <laughs> it's all part that was of pretty it. good. Even my <laughs> commenting on you
1: commenting on it and
2: the sentence that preceded this one. I just remember the good old days when it was just me and Moy for the first 20 minutes of the podcast. Mm. <laughs> oh, <geez>. It was, <laughs> that was so dis- orderly. Uh. You had
1: cohesive conversations. Uh. Those were the days. It took turns. It took turns. Yeah, interrupt didn't, each other. didn't wow. interrupt each other. Overbearing. There was a lot of listening involved. In <laughs> <that>. Listening.
0: <laughs> what happened, guys? I don't know. I don't know. So, I can't figure it out between the time that you weren't here and you are here. You it used to be so good. This show used to be so good. It'd be so much better back so in the much old days. Better. Bring back the old well,
2: the old material. Half of the show was better but in the old days. Definitely happy to be here. Uh it's always good to talk to you guys because it's the opportunity we get to talk in real life instead of like through Discord and stuff, right?
0: Yeah, it's the, still this is the time. It's still through Discord though. <laughs> Te- technically correct. <laughs> hey, technically correct, which is the best kind of correct. The but- best kind <laughs> of correct. Yeah, join, join our Discord. I think that's what you're getting at, right? Join, yeah, join that was a segue,
2: man. It was awesome.
0: <laughs> so let's talk about uh, first, uh, we I'll give you a rundown of what the episode's going to look like. We're going to talk about next Sunday. We have a special announcement for you, so stay tuned for that. We're going to talk about the new patch Byzantine and the Gulls, and then after that, we're going to talk about everything else. So let's start with Boom! Last Sunday. Last Sunday.
2: I, I, I knew that the end of the game, we kind of had that conversation about what we're going to do with Wonders and stuff like that. And I didn't really pipe up a lot because here was my basic strategy when I walked into that game. Basically, I was going to uh, speed to work ethic and Aurora build up my production, and then I was going to build Wonders because I knew that everyone was going to be far away from me. <laughs> huh. so, it's a Cromulant uh, strategy. I, I was, it's a zoe no well, strategy. I was going to do that because I like to call Wonders GG buildings. In a score mm-hmm. game where no one would ever threaten me in any way, shape, or form, um, I was going to build GG buildings until I won the game, which is exactly what happened. I get how that can be frustrating. I, I get why it's that's why is wrong.
1: That is legit. That's legitimate <laughs> strategy. You sat back, you risked it all. What if someone attacked you? That could have right,
0: happened. No, I, I I understand. I just think it's a little
2: little heavily weighted too much on one thing versus other things. That's yeah, all I'm saying. Let's be fair. Like honestly, I did my my army um um count didn't get above 500 until the very so basically I was like build GG buildings until the very end of the game when everyone's going to turn on me and try to take me out and then just build army the last like 30 turns of the game, right? That way I just have a huge <laughs> army at the end and then no one can take me on, right? And so. Uh, uh, that was my basic strategy walking into the entire game I was like I'm gonna grind out a victory here it's not gonna be a pretty victory it's not gonna be an overwhelming victory it's gonna be I'm gonna squeak in past the finish line
0: <laughs> We've all
2: been there and it's like,
0: he's gotten victories like that I've gotten victories like that I just You're welcome I, to the I, club, I, I needed a win I needed a win and yeah, then you, know I get what? I you get had it. I get
1: it you had a big lead it wasn't it wasn't even a contest like the, the action was between me and Moy. Uh, yeah it was that was you, you know, know that, that was, was so close it like it so close so for me for that game you guys know my opinion of mods i still have not met a mod i liked um that was fun i'm not saying that i liked it though because uh, it still had some wonky things that i just see generally in mods uh the biggest one for this one was once you finished the renaissance that's it you're basically a gimped sif uh, you know, most of our units yeah. were all night replacements. Um, so, you know, maybe on a marathon speed game, that would have been a lot more my, fun.
2: My favorite moment in the entire game was when my dragon, which was the, the unit they used for the dragon, was a tank and it upgraded <laughs> to a tank and so it, it didn't change at all it just upgraded to a tank that's <laughs> visually it's still the same thing like did this work like <laughs> so that makes me wonder like hey man is Moy attacking me with a bunch of hydras oh no they're tanks that's worse
1: <laughs> and because we we're on online speed i i found that like my long war that started at the beginning of the game uh, and i think like just near the end is when i declared peace but like Uh, they were able to move through the era that my units were relevant relatively quickly. And I was striking them hard from, so I don't know. Uh, It was still fun. I will say that I, like I, I was still genuinely entertained. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I still believe the computer was incapable of declaring war on (laughs) us uh, unless a
2: vote made them do so. Um, Jury's still out on that one. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I did I three know. other although, test games and none of were, the computers declared. war. They were war. very less warmongery than like you would I would expect. Like Civ, I'm just used to being de- I was declared war on by Canada. That's how like much the game hates me. Like Canada is like, yeah, you know what, screw you. I'm just declaring war on you. <laughs> like But yeah, but yeah, I, I there is some compelling evidence that Zoe so comes up with that. And maybe in the mod they were not capable of declaring war on us. <laughs>
0: I just like I like the meme that like everything bad happens in Stagnus. I like this meme. Let's keep this going. Like I doesn't
2: I can't let we can't let this die. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so good. It's so far been happening though. Like I don't know, the game just the game is just like, "Oh, it's the Stagnus. So comets are going to fall in his cities and blizzards are going to hit everything." We had no
1: modes. There was no, no modes. Yeah, there, there was no so, modes.
2: Which what Would you guys think of that? <laughs> could you imagine
0: though if there was no modes and a blizzard did run through Nystagmus' city and blew up all of his holy
2: sites dude that so would have been it happened at the very the end greatest it end. happened at the end of the game
1: <laughs> that's true I remember that that's yeah. right he got like devastated by a massive blizzard,
0: yeah, I remember man if that happened early in the game that would have that would have so nullified hard. it I'm like, yes, I got oh. it, and then a
2: blizzard destroys all my holy sites I'm like <laughs> <laughs>
0: apparently they fixed that bug
2: they say that in the patch notes uh but the mod is not the game like really right the no, mod
0: no 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 so apparently um it's like a, it was a bug where they weren't checking um the adjacency bonuses like on repair or something like that so it never got to that point but then every campus or not every campus but every district and every tile needed to be checked separately so it's like it's not like you can make like a check bonus when it's repaired, like that piece of code, like every every district and every tile improvement needs a separate function to check to if it's repaired and then get all the bonuses that were there before. So that was the bug, apparently. If that made sense to a- either of you.
1: This is a question we should ask, I think, at the end of every mod, because I have a feeling this won't be okay. the last mod that we, we, we see. So for you guys, this is an individual thing. Would you want to play this again on the Civ show, my vote is no. I, I think this that particular mod, this particular mod, I think there's too many holes in it. I would need to see a significant upgrade, and I'd want to see um, more sustainability throughout the game beyond the Renaissance. Uh, somehow, I don't know what they would do, um, but and then also the map was just too gigantic, um, which made it difficult. So I would say no. This is not one that I personally would want to try again without some significant upgrades uh
2: i I don't want to rule it out like i thought it was still pretty fun right like um to be honest like i always loved the warhammer fantasy map it was kind of cool to play on it to be honest like um i always thought even though it was just like a kind of like hey here's the map of the real world we're just going to shake it like a snow globe and that's basically the map we're going (laughs) to use now because all the continents look very similar to to the ones in real life but um, um i always was like uh back when i was really into warhammer i always thought it was a really cool um um although they made canada a frozen wasteland right like they're like hey what is canada known for frozen wasteland okay let make it a frozen wasteland that's what we're gonna do and we're gonna make the dark elves live there and they're gonna live in three cities only and then that's it um although i do think that their the main issue would be balance it because like if you start where in on that land like the dark elves i don't know about everyone else but like the fact that I can I can farm like grasslands like on tundra. Yeah, that was crazy. And, yeah. And then I got the Aurora and cause every one of my tiles was Tundra. All of them. Um I feel like though they had to put that,
0: because if you didn't have that, you'd it'd struggle. You'd struggle a lot more. Oh yeah without it. So it. it's
2: one of those things where it's like, if I'm not OP, then I suck, right? Like it, it's more like <laughs> damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. I had a lot of tundra and it was useless. I was vampire, so it was useless for me. Right. But it was like I didn't have a single city not in tundra. I didn't have a single non-tundra tile. That was like that. <laughs> um, it was just basically all tundra. Um, and so we'll have to see. I, I wouldn't rule it out, but I can definitely see those like uh, uh, concerns. I would call them concerns about the uh, balance and and the map in general as well. I would say I would
0: respond to Zo to not expect an entire game of new of new units in a mod because that is a lot. This has a lot already this Warhammer is more than most so I guess appreciate what's there maybe playing on a slower uh, speed might be more your fancy uh, or just use the units more so like I don't know maybe me and the didn't really get to use the war units but I think you did so at least you got to use part of your sieve or part of your uniqueness uh, whereas we didn't really do that we just used the, the adjacency bonuses that were given to us with our sieve ability and our leader ability um, I would do the mod again. I wouldn't do the map again. If you I would could do, a, do
1: the mod on a different map?
0: on Just like a regular map. Yeah. yeah. Like a regular Civ generated map.
1: You know, if there was one easy fix, uh, if you're going to have seven units, why not have... Some of them are in the medieval era. And then... Have yeah. a co- like, the, the Space game is out more. so yes. rich. Like, it's such a rich game that you could have done one of the big units from each of the empires and have it that this is the replacement for tanks. Just so mm-hmm. there is... A little bit of a stretch. You got seven units. Why not stretch them out over the eras? That might be an easy fix.
2: I do want to give props, so I know we're doing a lot of criticizing, but a lot of props to Uh, the person who made that mod, because that mod is, like, really complex, and yes, I I, I do have to give them props on that one, that it's a really complex mod, if they're out there listening to us eventually in the future at some point, um, (laughs) we did have a lot of fun, we're just, it's constructive criticism, I'm trying to say. (laughs) It's constructive. For
0: next time, for Civ 7, if you make it again, this is what we'd do, and it would be, like, that
2: much better. We'll have
0: them on the show.
1: We'll have them on the show. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. And maybe we'll play the game and
2: be like, this is what I might suggest. Um, and then and then they'll just be like hey zo when you're able to actually use a computer then you could talk to me oh oh, oh, shit what up what up it's over (laughs) it is
0: over all right good night all right let's move on to our big announcement uh this is kind of a big one it's um something that we're organizing off, offline, off air, off the scenes uh, with a big, bigger community. And it's something that we're very, very proud to announce as well. And that is that us, The Civ Show, and seven, not seven, six other streamers are going to be featured in a one day, nine player, don't know the format yet, but nine player game uh, where we're all going to raise money for extra life and that's going to be happening on december 20th uh the time is still yet to be announced as well but it's going to be a nine streamer game we're calling it the civ give the civ give civ that give is right
1: 2020 because that means there's There's going to be
0: one next year. (laughs) Yeah, we do plan to do an annual charity event. So we're calling this charity event The Civ Give. And this is The Civ Give 2020. We are trying to raise $5,000 throughout all nine streamers or seven streamers, technically, because we're one streamer, we're three people. Um, So if you can join us on December 20th, uh, please do. And we're raising money for Extra Life. If you don't know what Extra Life is, you can have say, get Mark, more information. Are you going to tell
1: them why we're raising 5000 If you
0: don't know Extra Life, you can visit extra-life.org. A quick summary is it is a charity event. Normally, it's a 24-hour stream. People will do 24-hour streams. We're not going to do that. We're all adults. We don't have that kind of time or energy. Let's be real. I'm in bed after 12 hours of it a day. So not going to happen. Um it's a, it's a charity event that raises money for sick kids' hospitals, for treatments, for uh, parents who can't afford uh, the treatments as well. I know in Canada we have free healthcare, but somebody has to pay those doctors and those hosp- for, for those hospitals. And so this helps that uh, become a reality. So uh, hopefully you guys can be there. I
1: bet you before then uh, we can probably
0: get a rep on the show
1: to have a chat too. So.
0: Yeah, so let's announce who will be joining us for the Civ Give 2020. It's six incredible streamers. Do you guys want to do one each, or do you want me to just do it? Or?
1: Sure. No, I, I like I like being involved. I like being involved. You know me. Uh, I'm I'm so modest most of the time and and quiet um, <laughs> that I uh, that I, I I like the occasional opportunity to get to speak. All
0: um, right. So I will start. Sure. Uh, the first the first Streamer that is, uh, I guess we'll do this in like a, a more dramatic fashion. The first streamer that is going to be joining us on the Civ Give Twenty Twenty, like in the stagnant said, in the chat right now, Van Bradley, my dude.
1: Shout out to Van Bradley. I just came across uh, some of his work recently, some uh, some good stuff. Uh, he's a, he's a sailor friend, uh, or he will be one day, a friend. Uh, foibles (laughs) the one and only foibles is it the magnificent i think is the the official title uh you could give it
0: to him i'm sure he won't mind
2: the hashtag the magnificent the one i'm going to introduce is i think has the uh i know you're showing that kind of little um that little tag that little thumbnail we have um i think hands down the best uh headshot uh peppermint butler <laughs> I, I, yes. love, I love that, that headshot it's such a great oh need. it's so
0: good can I can I show it on the stream right like can I bring that back up hold on can you guys see it if I do this yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. uh this next guy uh really really good dude had an awesome cosplay stream recently as teddy roosevelt it was the most hype thing i think i've ever seen in the civ community And if you weren't there then you were not a fan of civilization i'm sorry because it was uh quite amazing and it is i'm gonna butcher this name uh bose theseus or as he's actually be known just bose so bose is going to be on the civ give 2020 as well did we mention the magnificent hundred games, hundred days would we also not.
1: be there? I just oh. need everyone to know that this is true. Uh, it has been confirmed. Um He was busy. He was busy, and uh, we said, "How about how about Tuesday?" And he said, "Tuesday's no good." And we said, "Well, how about Wednesday?" He said, "Wednesday's even worse than Tuesday." And then
2: we said, "How about Sunday?" And, and <laughs> I was, was wondering if during the intro, if you were gonna like squeeze in a simpsons quote somehow <laughs> and you did it anyway i did uh, it so, i did it i did it uh, <laughs> wow and then lastly who do we have in stay? Uh lastly we have uh on spot tv who
0: on spot tv b the cpl representative yeah. on spot tv Jean,
1: and and it's also john curtin's great uh, nephew's cousin's roommate right <laughs> yeah. i heard
0: that too yeah, yeah man. <laughs> That's such a good picture. <laughs> yeah, those are all going to be all six streamers uh, that are going to be featured in the Civ Give, plus yours truly, Moisan Stystagma Stan, raising Zozo. So please join us December 20th at a TBA time for the TBA format of the Civ Give 2020. You'll be We're happy. going to raise $5,000 for Sick Kids Hospitals. Help us raise money for Sick Kids. Please. <laughs> this is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> moving on okay so that, yeah, that was a big announcement uh let's talk about the byzantines and the gauls the two new civilizations uh zoe you have experience you released a video today too didn't you buddy i did yeah i released a video
1: it wasn't uh didn't have any bells and whistles or sound effects or editing or script uh or cohesive storyline but i released it it got done uh the too long didn't read though, go to like one minute or one hour or two minutes, and I give a, a good synopsis. Uh it was uh I like this sieve. I really, really like this sieve. The gull. Um, the gull. About? So this is the okay. gull specifically. I played both today. Um I even made a movie for the other one, but we'll see. Um so they're a a culture production sieve. And yeah, the only they're, one. They're, the only one. I, and I'm amazed by it. Like, I'm sure there's some others that you might be able to consider, but production culture, but they're, and they're ancient. They're an ancient, so getting lots of production and culture in the ancient era is huge. The biggest, awesomest thing for them is the the uh, op- opidum. opidum. Um, their unique uh, their industrial Their unique zone, district. Right? So it's yeah, the industrial yeah. zone, but they get it at ironworking. So you can get ironworking really, really fast, this allows you to earn great engineer points in the ancient era. So like what I found was, and I, you basically get, because usually you're not getting these guys until at least the medieval era. Mm-hmm. So um, I got all, I got three of the early um, engineers and they were all fantastic and they made a huge impact on my empire. Because it's things like a free, uh, three charges and
0: a free medieval wall in a city.
1: What? Yeah. That's oh, fantastic. That's fantastic.
0: I actually, I didn't like, consider that until you mentioned it in your video yeah. about the great engineer points, and I saw like how, like in action, and I was like, "Oh my and, god! Like, and, yeah, this yeah, is you, insane!" Just
1: rapidly, you get them so quickly, um, and the production's nothing to laugh at. Like you, it gets a baseline of uh, like a plus two production bonus if it's adjacent to. A strategic resource so, or whatever.
0: And what? When I listen to the the,
2: the, the thing, because I know the one thing that they have is that you can't build specialty districts and immediately next to the city center, right? Yes, so, right, yes. Um, how did that work out when you first founded cities? Did you have to like culture bomb to try to start getting districts in or something like that? Is that how it operated? So
1: when with your first city, it's not difficult to build a mine. You know, you might have to buy one lot. And that first mine you build is like all the adjacent ones for the first one that you do. Um, then after that, it's not as many, but it's still almost like each adjacent or you might get two adjacent or three adjacent. When you build a new city, that was a little bit of a pain in the butt. Uh, pretty much you want to make sure that you have extra builders. So build early builders, go for it, spam builders, because every mine you're building, you're expanding the borders of your empire. Uh, and every mine also produces a plus one culture and it gives a minor adjacency bonus to- And that to will
0: expand your borders too. And but that, that will also expand it's, your borders. It's, yeah, yeah. I can um,
2: see like someone yelling in the game when we're playing, like, so goes, ah, like, because I can see that city placement would mean a lot, right? So like, if you're building things near mountains, you got to make sure that you have tiles open that can build districts, right? Because the, the districts around the city center can't be used, right? Right. Um, yeah. So you got to be aware of like, where you're placing your city center for those adjacency bonuses that you could like hurt yourself. Now, they offset that because mines give them adjacency bonus as well. And then they took away districts that give adjacency bonus because of that power. Yes, it's exactly right. So
1: so you don't need as many buildings. Uh, That's what I found. Um, And because um, of the culture push, I actually like I found that my culture was doing fantastic and I didn't have to do anything for it. I did not need to build any culture buildings to have a good culture going. Um, so yeah, it was because every unit you build, you get twenty percent of the unit's production as a lump sum of culture, right? Oh. Um, mm-hmm. So you end up progressing very rapidly through through the culture uh, civics tree, which is a big advantage. Um, and then their early unit, the Gaelic Warrior, super effective. Very effective at uh, holding it, off it barbarians. sounds
0: really good. It yeah. is. It is. What's the what's the exact number for it? Let so me see. It's, it's plus, t- you go ahead. It's you a know.
1: 20 base. It replaces the warrior. It's a little more expensive. Uh, I think it's like um, maybe 120
0: production or 120 gold.
1: It's 120. Which I think gold, versus like 80. I, I gold, think it's like think, an right? extra 10 production or like an extra, like, like either 50% or a third production. Um, so it does take a, like five turns easily at the beginning. But it it gets plus ten combat bonus against any unit that has a higher attack than it, and like it's a warrior, so like that's every unit yeah. pretty much is going to have a higher. No, attack well, minute. not
0: necessarily. It's, that is like swordman basically.
2: Yeah. So um, they
0: can fight against swordman. Yeah, but and then they get
2: they get a bonus too with like all the they, other they units get, around them. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the key is that
1: they get a plus two bonus for each adjacent, and that's like enemy units too. So they like being surrounded. Uh, but the, the army in the end, you want a big swarm um, and they can be very, very effective. So I guess so. Yeah,
2: they really re- they went really hard on the whole barbarian
1: hordes thing. They did. They did like this. This is built to have a big, big army. Um, and so, yeah, it, uh, most of your cities are good production uh, and those things can shoot. Those yeah, uh, the, they, the, they, the they can make a rage zones, attack. Right? Yeah. So like, you know, with with the barracks, you now got these three three units, yeah. that had three districts that can fight. The one
2: thing I thought was interesting when you contrast the two Sibs that were interest, introduced, so the Byzantines and the Gauls. So one, I think that they did that because they're also related to one another. So Byzantines being um, kind of an, um, the successor to the Roman Empire um, and Gaul being kind of like the barbarians that came into the Western Roman Empire and kind of basically eventually became the kings of that area. Um, is that Byzantine is clearly geared towards an offensive war, offensive religious game, whereas Gaul seems to be more of, hey, we're going to give you a, a, basically an extra encampment, so it's a very defensive empire, and you get to creep your empire out by simply building um, mines, right? So like, it's a good analogy, right? So you can they they've really contrasted those two civs. They have two very different playstyles, which is one is very offensive militarily, whereas another one is very defensive, especially early game defensive, kind of like um uh the mayans being as you know probably them and the Mayans are probably to be the two the most early defensive sieves in the entire game and what uh, what i
1: found uh like yeah you can't build a district beside the city center but great place to build wonders you
0: know let me interject there you can build let me clarify you can build an aqueduct yep you can build a canal yep and a dam yeah, beside yeah, so your city no, center those are not yeah. not the districts yeah. that have buildings, not yeah. the districts yes. that have buildings. Yeah. So even like even a diplomatic quarter cannot be built beside a city center, correct? Correct. You no, yeah, correct. You have to you have to be at least so that is that means you cannot
1: get uh, the extra envoy, I believe is 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 building beside it. So so yeah, very cool, Sib. I'm looking forward to being them on Sunday. Uh, I also got to see the full spectrum of the, the new era system, uh, is so fun. I really oh, like it. Yeah. We'll talk about that after. We'll okay. talk about after the
0: break. Let's go move into the Byzantines really quickly and then we'll take a break. So how did you feel about the Byzantines versus the goals? Versus so the Byzantines,
1: Biz- did, did either of you get to try them? Sorry if I'm hogging the time here. Okay. No, 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 this, I, this is are um, interviewing you. It's so, all good. <laughs> okay. So the Byzantine slow start in my experience for... A sieve. They, they they do a bit of a slower start getting the ball rolling. Now, mind you, I did some strange tactics, uh, but that actually works out really well because uh, they're the the tactic of building lots of cities. Uh, by the time the Renaissance roll around, that's what you want to do. Uh, so you don't need to be super fast. Uh, you can you can do a a a, a, a good paced ex- expansion. I went religion early as fast as I could, and I got it very quickly um, because a lot of their abilities are based on religion. And once I started pumping out cities, I got to like seven cities. That's a, that's pretty good. Ooh. The biggest awesome thing is you basically rush to your uh, divine right, which will yeah, get you the... your knight. So your special yeah. unit. Okay. And then you start building your hippodromes. So your hippodromes, when they are built, this replaces your entertainment district. It builds on it a free heavy cavalry. Okay, that you don't have to pay maintenance for, that you don't have to pay upgrades or anything like that for. So once you have like seven cities, these things are dirt cheap to build. The Hippogro, like even in a crap production city, I think it took nine turns. Most of my cities was like four turns. So when they build, you are dropping this powerful knight unit or it would be a chariot if you don't have it yet, which is fine. That's a useful unit as well. And then if you build an arena, you get another one. So if you have seven cities, all right, and this is what I did. I built up to seven cities and then I built the hip. And there you go. There's 14 knights um, for a civic that is great to get anyways, which is monarchy. Uh, and then you explode onto the scene. Um, and then uh, like having all that faith meant that I was able to actually convert cities. Um, and uh, I just before the show, I was just on my 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 attacking mode um So yeah, very cool. I like too that this is a sieve that once that age, the Renaissance comes and goes, most of their abilities still apply. Right, most because most of this thing. So their their main one is if the city has been converted uh, to your faith, um, your heavy and light cavalry attack the city walls. So it's mm-hmm. like they brought a battering ram. With they them.
0: do full damage to city walls. They do, walls, do full yeah. damage
1: to city walls. But you have to have the that the the cities converted. So either you bring some apostles with you, or every
2: unit you kill is like a conversion. You you end up converting the city. Yeah, and I was actually Um, looking up strategies, and I was like, hmm, like, would a good strategy be for me if I bring apostles with my army so that I can just convert cities before I then invade? But then I was like, wait a minute, if someone actually mounts a defense to me, like tries to bring their army to fight me, right? That means like, I'm like, wow, what do my opponents have to think about? Oh, wait, the Byzantines are coming. I better build missionaries so I can reconvert my cities as I'm killing, uh, as I'm trying to fend off their attack. Um, yeah, maybe
1: you're, you're, you're bringing your missionaries though, as part of your assault, I think is what they are. You are, you, sorry, not your missionaries, your apostles. You bring them equipped with medic, equipped medic with 75%, um, elimination, 75% the, yeah. elimination. So yeah. they're there to support you. Uh, and because like, I, I, found that I was able to swarm rather effectively. Uh, and I also enjoyed uh, using the religious governor. So you put them in like a fringe city, oh, yeah. you retreat yeah. back to it after one turn, the unit heals to full and then you send them oh, back in and you can God. get a nice little <laughs> rotation going. Um, so, Jesus. so yes, absolutely. That would be, or even, uh, you know, uh, using, uh, inquisition. Um, would be a reasonable but that's the thing though you're now you're diverting those resources into that um, while I'm so I, I hope I hope that's possible but they also have each of their holy cities um, that they convert including their own gives all of their units and their religious units a plus three combat so you end up having that even your apostles are going to be better on average and if you can convert an enemy holy city, which is where religion is founded, that's an additional plus. So now my apostles are at plus six. You know, if there's four religions in the game uh, or more, you know, that's plus three. That's a cumulative. Um, and that's all your units and all of your, your, your holy units as well. Uh, and then, yeah, your knights give you a plus four. Combat bonus to your holy units as well. So they're <laughs> they're coming with you. He's so good. They're yeah. basically like support units, essentially, so the, in the medieval
2: era. I, and I haven't played them yet, and I'm gonna play them on, on Sunday. But um, in my research for my current better know a leader, um, which is gonna be Basile II, um, I did come up with one criticism I had against the developers for the unique units they've chosen again for the Byzantines. Okay. Nice, especially Ooh. in the context of Basile II. Um, now, I don't want to give too much away, but there's a lot of information in my new video. So I, I'm not going to Oh, you that. left it's me good. hanging. Um, oh, so stay, uh, uh, no, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to let you guys nice know. I kind oh, okay. of already, I already <laughs> talked about it in discord. So it's not like a, a secret or anything like that, but they use this, this unit, the Tagma. Now Tagma, when I was researching this is really just generic Greek for military battalion, right? It doesn't mean it's not like a special night the Byzantines had or anything like that. They're just using the Greek term for this battalion but bazil actually created a special guard called um, yes, um yes. they called their the the varangian guard and yes and, i talked
0: about that yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: and so the I'm weird really thing about it about... is that they didn't choose <laughs> that so as insane. a special unit so what happened was is and i get into this in the video but bazil's rise to power was like like game of thrones style rise to power right especially about all the people around him um because he was co-emperor for like three emperors in a row because he was like two years yeah, old. His, like brother yeah right? well no his dad and his dad died and then his uncle took over and then his uncle like pissed off his cousin then killed his uncle then he became emperor he was co-emperor this <laughs> whole time um and he rises the power oh and God. as soon as he does because most of the empire like the roman empire and the byzantine empire did not have a good succession um um rule um most of the time when an emperor died a lot of generals would just show up to the capital city with an army and just try to proclaim themselves emperor and so oh my God. That, that sounds like game of thrones right? so yeah. that happened to basil and what he did was was that he convinced the uh ruler of kiev vladimir to have uh, to marry his sister anna um and then they converted to orthodox christianity And then they sent him 6,000 troops to act as like his guard, his personal bodyguards. And so he sent those troops in to defeat all the generals that tried to kill him. And then that became like a guard for every emperor after him. Um, And and it it was kind of like their version of the Praetorian Guard that they had. And the reason why the emperors after him were able to hold on to power was because these soldiers were given a salary. And so they weren't beholden to anyone but the emperor. And so they were, had their loyalties never tested by any local loyalties in the area. Um, and so I thought that was very interesting. I thought it was really weird that maybe they didn't use that unit as like the unique unit that Basile would have. Um, and so, yeah, I, I thought that was interesting in my research. So I thought it's.
0: I thought those guards were purposefully recruited from like other nations because of the loyalty thing. So the, from what I read, it was, it was to... Those guards were to prevent Inner Empire riots. That's, that's how they. Right? That's how so, they started.
2: Yeah, they they started and they were mainly oh. Scandinavian when they were when they yes, first came over. Yes. But in the real truth, Vladimir, he, the people he gave him, he basically gave him all the troublemakers in his army to just oh, get rid of them because okay. it was like it was like part <laughs> of the alliance, right? So he's just like, here, take these six thousand guys, and they're all like, you know um like troublemakers and stuff right so yeah
0: it's like um like uh here game of Thrones reference again uh the 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 north people uh they protect the wall uh
2: Uh, those guys yeah night watch the night watch yeah yeah. the night watch they're all like criminals right yeah Yeah. so it was like that kind of and so um uh oh my god and so (laughs) i thought that was like a really interesting history but then the guard became like a salaried army essentially so the guard became like this salaried army that the emperor was at the emperor's beck and call and so they were very loyal to the emperor because that was the person who was paying them out of the treasury um and so that i thought that was very interesting Uh, uh would it
1: surprise you that praetorian guard is a new policy card. Oh, is it really? <laughs> Ooh, oh, I can't talk about it till
2: after the break. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> By the way, that little piece of information was just a taste of what's in the video for the next, for the best of the second. so
0: delicious. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the rest of the patch notes that don't have to do with the new civilizations, the new wonders, what do they do, all of the little tweaks that they made in the game as well, the important ones, at least that we want to talk about. So don't go anywhere because we will be right back
1: after these messages
0: welcome back to the civ show podcast where we suck so you do not have to let's talk about the other things that were featured in the september 2020 update for the new frontier pass we have a new game mode ladies and gentlemen it's called dramatic ages what do you think about it it's, uh, I like it a lot. Uh, it's, it's both wondrous
1: and terrifying, <laughs> uh, which is what you have to hope for. Um, I, have had a few ages through it and, uh, it can be both glory. Like I said, glorious and devastating. So now there's no longer a normal age. Okay. Right. So you, you just have either a golden age or a dark age. Yeah. If you earn additional points beyond your the, what you need for the Golden Age, they keep on going, and it adds it to your. Um, you'll, you'll end up getting a bonus for loyalty. Loyalty. Or pressure. if yeah. you go into a Dark Age, and I'm pretty sure this was the observation I made, uh, you'll get to keep some of that as a surplus to help you out with
2: your next. Really. Game.
1: Pretty sure. I might have looked at that wrong, but I'm pretty sure that was the case.
2: Um, I did watch your video, and I liked your like commentary on when you had a couple of your cities become free cities. You're like, yeah, these cities turned into dirty neutrals. <laughs> what what drives a man neutral? Uh, so for the Gull video,
1: um, specifically, I had two golden ages and a dark age. So it was it was a, I got a good. Whiff of it, mm, um, waft, yeah. good waft. So when you yeah. hit a golden age, <laughs> it's no longer that um, you know you you don't get dings for because um, normally with it, when you hit a golden age, the only way then to get era points is through wonders and the other things, not through things like science and what have you. Right now, right. if you research a science or if you research a civic, you get one era point, whether you're in a golden age or in a dark age. So no matter what, you're getting an era point uh and then if you gain a promotion beyond your first you get an error point um and then you get an error point uh if you paddle on the canoe that's an error point uh hey, staring hey, at hey. the teacher you better believe that's an error point um <laughs> hey sharks uh, guess where that's from yeah <laughs> So, so you can earn you can earn error points on top of the, the the other ways that you would get error points. Then the new addition is everything is policy cards now.
2: Yeah, okay. that's so. Nuts. Oh my god! Which
1: is I'm really like, especially with the Americans or the Greeks or anyone that gets like a wild card, like a bonus or something gets turned into a wild card. Yeah, this game mode is going to be huge. Or I guess now Georgia, Georgia. gets a bonus one. Yeah, uh, I'm during it. Forward play georgia these these policy cards are redonkulous um so many of them sound like the old policy cards so i only did the ancient era one so i don't know about the later era
0: okay well we can read through them afterwards Mm -hmm. so okay
1: you don't want me to read through them now no no read read no
0: read through those the later ones like the modern era ones and the whatever
1: yeah 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 sure when they yeah so um the first one's free inquiry so your commercial hubs and your harbor districts make uh, that make gold makes the same amount of science and your campuses make gold. So all yeah. three of those make gold and science. That is one that you can choose. That's I love that. that that's a lot of gold and science in the right sort of, especially if you're using the owls. Um, monumentality, that's your same old, same old plus two for all your builders and settlers and you can purchase them with faith. OK, so that hasn't changed. Um, the Exodus of the Evangelists, uh, I think, is pretty much the same. Plus two moves exa- exactly the same. and then yeah. plus four charges. And then the Praetorian Guard. Didn't we just hear that term? The Praetorian Guard. <laughs> there is now a civic for war during a golden era, and specifically, this one is wounded units can heal plus ten hit points per turn. Plus two production to encampment districts and buildings, which I'm guessing wow. in, in, in there. That is that's great. That's healing across the board is
0: is super useful. That's oh my god! That with the Byzantines is just ruthless. Throw man. that in there oh too. My yeah. God.
1: So they're all fun. <laughs> now the problem is though, like I you'd get them if you get your classical era one, you probably don't have political philosophy yet. So most civilizations for your first golden age, for a big chunk of it, you're not even getting an advantage. So now uh, I encourage you, gentlemen, go and get not that you shouldn't be doing that anyways, but get it as quickly as you can. Get political philosophy uh, so that you can benefit from uh, from these guys. And then, as always, your cities generate um, extra uh, culture um, with or sorry, extra um loyalty sorry loyalty yes yes they
0: exert, they exert they exert additional more. so it's it, normally it's like 1.5 times the amount of population in your city and then it decreases for every tile up to nine tiles yeah. something like that uh yeah so that like you get you get that so it's not like more loyalty you exert more loyalty if that makes sense. So flip side of the
1: coin, uh, dark ages. So yeah, don't golden ages sound fantastic and sparkly yeah. and wonderful. You would always want one. You know what you don't want is a dark age. Uh, <laughs> so I found out the hard way about dark ages, uh, because I got one and it sucked a lot. And you f- the first couple ages. It's easy to hit your, uh, to get your golden age. And then it gets a lot harder, uh, where like, I was like, Oh my God, I'm like, 14 points from being able to get a golden age. So, you know, you get your, your typical dark age stuff, your loyalty goes down. You still have the same sort of earning things that will get you era points. So you're, you know, if you discover a science or discover uh, a civic, you'll get an error point, same thing for upgrading yep. units, yep. all that stuff. However, the little add on that they did is now a couple of your cities turn neutral on you. Uh, so they flip just like a rebellion uh and they it, it, it sucks i had two you, two cities that i had just built medieval walls with my engineer in oh, uh no. and they and they both flipped and i was like okay i am oh, not man. taking those back now fortunately you know one of them was six turns from rebellion i hope to me and not to the opponent but that <laughs> really sucked all of a sudden having these two cities popped up um at least though I believe normally with a rebellion you if you had a unit in the city it dies it just it's just eliminated um pretty sure with right re-
0: rebellion no it's when it's, no.
1: the
2: city's captured you lose okay. the city but if it rebels i think it, I think rebels, it just moves, away. Uh, it moves out of your borders it moves right yeah, to the border re- with yeah. the uh, free state okay borders. i wasn't
1: I, I couldn't remember i thought that if 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 it if, like if it flips i thought that it okay well it it at least expels it uh, so you 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 at least have that opportunity to take it back but that it's I think it's just the loyalist, uh, lowest loyalty and that can be pretty easy to do. It can be a real big pain in the butt. Uh, so that really really sucked to have that happen. The policy cards are actually pretty fantastic. I, I yeah, have, like, these are at one of these worth saying. Yeah, so like isolationism is like that's an easy like go for it. All of your domestic trade routes plus three food plus three production plus three gold. Okay, that's pretty good. You just can't train settlers,
0: all right? That's yeah, not... I, I've used this one. I've used this yeah, one a lot, actually. That's not yeah. too
1: bad. Uh, I, I, there was, I think it used to be less than that. I think this is a it little bit It just used
0: to be food and production, but yeah. now, now it includes the plus that, three gold.
1: That gold is, is good. Um, the Baron Robbers, I I think, has gotten better. Uh, so plus 50% gold, plus 25% production in cities with banks or a shipyard, and then minus two amenities. I think that's slightly Sounds... better. Could be uh, wrong. Um, then you've got your, your soft target. So this is plus 10 combat strength versus city attacks and district defenses, but minus three combat strength against units. So this is like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just just go and... Uh, and this and, is
0: crazy. This is a war one, then you're aggressive in a dark age. That's yeah so crazy. yeah. So this
1: is to encourage you to do that. Um, wow. Despotic paternalism. This is a neat one. Plus four loyalty per turn in cities with a governor. But minus 15% science, minus 15% culture in all cities without an established oh, governor. So that's so actually could... not that bad. Yeah. That's okay. actually not that bad. Um, that's one that like, you know, if you as long as you got your governor set up. And like the ones I'm reading right now too... Um, these are, I think the medieval ones. So there might be a couple in between there.
0: You're reading some industrial ones. I,
1: I, maybe uh, this is Renaissance. I think that I'm looking at right now. Uh, I'm literally for, looking
0: at it right now. It says industrial. Okay. All right. Maybe
1: I'm that far along in the game. Now, my new favorite one that I was like, this is really cool. And I could see you making a big comeback with this one, even though it kind of really sucks, uh, is the
0: Samoders hi
1: very Oh my God! Yeah, semlo
0: crazy uh, Yeah,
1: so yeah, you it. get a plus fifty percent production bonus in your capital. Okay, that to me is like Civ Four. Those of us that maybe remember Civ Four, that's what Civics got, gave you the uh, civic, oh, the bureaucracy. You got plus fifty percent production in your capital and plus fifty percent gold. But uh, this is just.
0: The but the bad. The repercussions
1: nuts. is. But big capital letters. But all governors are neutralized and cannot be reestablished. Oh. So you have an entire era where your capital is leading the way. But like the the thing about these is that I actually see situationally where like these would save your empire, right? Where yeah, it's something like my capital is all I got left. All right. Get, who who gives a shit about. Uh, you know, all of these other uh, generals go for it. Or like, all right, like that internal trade, you know, that could revitalize. So I like that it that these actually kind of suggest revitalizing the empire. And these are very, very focused. Um, so when you're Georgia, apparently, Moy, on Sunday, mm-hmm. when you have, I think I can choose a heroic yeah. age or is it just a golden age? It's just golden. It's you just golden and dark. There's no heroic, I don't think. I think you're going to come up with some crazy combinations there.
0: Dude, like, so this is kind of cool, though, because when you think of, like, even a recession, like a dark age, right? Like a common dark age recession. It's like they do a lot of policies in real life to, like, it's like, oh, uh, we, they, we lower the mortgage rate so more people can buy this. But right. then overall, the country probably has, like, less money because of the, of, the, of the stock market. It's called strategy.
1: monetary policy.
0: Yeah, so like, I, I, that's kind of neat. It's like fifty plus fifty percent production in the capital, but all the governors are are neutralized. Like that's, that's so crazy. Because if you have a production problem, you're like, okay, whatever. I need to, I need, I need this key district in my in my capital, and I need an industrial zone. So you put that in there, get an industrial zone up, build this buildings, and then take that card out, and then boom. Now your production problem is solved, you can put your governors back and your 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 civilization is now up and running again. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and, and, and I, was,
1: I was finding cuz what Moys basically suggesting is, you know, you can switch your policy cards, right, throughout the age yeah. you have to keep this throughout yeah. the age, right? Um, I was doing that and and it, exactly for that purpose, like just temporarily, okay, now okay, it's done. Uh, that's a great way to build a bunch of wonders um so yeah the 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 dark age is devastating losing two cities and if that's what it is i've played a couple games and so far that's what it's been two cities go um if it's just like that two non-capital cities that is devastating
0: it depends on the difficulty Maybe, maybe it is. So, is it, Prince, is it depend- Prince, the CPU and the human will lose the same amount. Yeah, are right. In a dark age, the harder difficulties you play, the human loses more than the CPU.
1: So, and it's interesting you mentioned that. Uh, that's what I found really fascinating about this. If you have a dark age, you're going to lose that city. That's a neutral city. It's fair game, boy. It's, it's fair, fair game. game. It's, it's fair, fair game. game, boy. I'm coming for that city. You can't, no, I'm not declaring war on you. This is a neutral city. Yeah. This is yeah. a neutral. So yeah. I think. It's fun. I yeah. In reality, it's what's going to happen really cool is dynamic. like, if I ever did that <laughs> to
2: Zoe, Zoe would be like, I consider that my city still. I consider it my yeah, city. That's funny. Like if, if you take much, that city, that's like a declaration am, of war. Much like when I'm the Caesarean of a city state, that is my city. <laughs> and I consider it my empire. And if you attack it, <laughs> <if> you declare war. That's what's going to happen. That's a declaration
0: of war. That's actually You know,
1: foreign policy is whatever we make it, Agnes. Okay, if you're if yeah, you, you at least I let thing. you know. If you're that know, bold, you could, do it. You could. You yeah. could totally say the same thing. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this mode. I think uh it'll complement secret societies really, really well, uh, and make for a really cool game in in mm-hmm. the future. So I hope I hope you guys like it too.
0: I'm I'm just looking at isolationism and thinking, oh, Georgia has access to dark age policy cards whenever they want and so it's like oh i'm just not building any settlers right now let's just put this in so i can have a yep. really good domestic trader it's And then like yep. oh i want to build a settler just take it out Look take at it this. out just, wow amazing i'm so i'm i've never been more excited in my life to play georgia i don't think i'll ever be more excited in my life to play
1: georgia <laughs> this will be the only time this will be the only
0: time what
2: what i uh, and i don't want to back that but what i think would be interesting about the whole free city state thing would be you can take someone's city states without a formal declare- declaration of war. Exactly. Right. Yes, that's that's, that's the idea saying. behind it, right? So yeah, like yeah. Now, oh yeah.
0: So it's like now you gotta be the bag. You gotta declare war on Karn, me now. Yeah, I don't declare Dog war 37, on you. Carn Dog Thirty Seven,
2: Statue of Zeus. He wants to talk about the Statue yeah. of Zeus? Yeah. Let's talk about the Statue of Zeus, <laughs> dude. Okay. So I was I was fifty percent right on this. I was fifty. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it. I was fifty percent right on this. So I, I was fifty percent right I, on it too. I though. say that I thought they were gonna do the most op thing they could with it because that's just what they've been doing lately, right? They're like, hey man, what should we do? Should we make this like super op or just normal op? I'm like, no, no, all the way op, right? And so um, I thought when they were gonna add the production bonus, it was gonna be to all units, right? But I guess not. But they when you build it, you get way more units than I thought you would. Like it said grants free units and then you get production bonus. So I was like, Oh, you get like one unit, like every other thing that gives you a free unit. This one, yeah, you three right? archers, three <laughs> spearmen, and a battering ram. Right. Like now, granted, that's great for Moy because now it didn't give him cover units and the battering. Uh, right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, here <laughs> we go. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. I deserve this. I deserve and this. So, but then 50% <laughs> production towards anti cavalry units and plus three gold per turn. So, um, yeah, like that. Uh, honestly, I think that's just like uh, I think Zoe was right that for the, for when we talked about it. Like basically, think about all the special units in a game. The vast majority of them are like these special cavalry units that people get that are like really overpowered. And so yeah. this is just kind of like a wonder that's just like now you're immune to all the op civs in the game. And you know, like oh, Grand Columbia got you down. Build Temple of Zeus. Now you can build like all <laughs> these anti, like all these anti-cover units. Um, and so right, uh, I, you just. I think we need a commercial now. Yeah. <laughs> Got you down? <laughs> Here's the
0: solution: oh. Temple of Zeus. Oh, dude, making that video tomorrow. It's gonna happen. It. <laughs>
2: um, but it is a it does seem like a pretty powerful wonder, right? And it'd almost be worth it simply just for the um for the free units too, right? Like the
1: three three archers and three spearmen. Now you could be in a situation though, where you can't move them. Does that mean you have to delete them? Why wouldn't you be able to move them? So, or does
0: it like where does it build them? Because like it's it's this is six units suddenly being built in a city. Yeah, so, so this is stacking, right? From what I saw on the picture, yeah, they all stack on top of each other. But you just need to move them right away. Right. So what if you can't? You can move some. No, there's no. It's, that's will not it possible. let you
2: skip your turn? Because I thought you couldn't end a turn. No. If, no yeah. Yeah. If, you don't have to be able to move them immediately. You just have to move them on your next available opportunity.
0: Yeah. Okay, and then if you can't, can't move them, if you okay. can't move them, yeah, they can't attack when they're stacked on top of it. It's like when you have a unit in a in a city, but you have another unit that gets built in the city, you have to move like the, the melee or the one unit before you can shoot with either of them. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, what I like about this one too is it's pretty much a free Eureka for mercenaries. Uh, you know, six units, that's that's two units from getting that ding. Uh, that's true. Oh, Karndog does yeah. say
2: if you are sieged. Right yeah so if you're sieged and building oh. this
1: yeah you're gonna you 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 might be having a bad time, okay,
2: yeah, I guess, but well, much like how I learned how that that's what happens with vampires, right, like like uh <laughs> yeah. uh, when your vampire gets moved back to your capital, if it's attacked immediately after that, it dies, and so um yeah. I was sieged at one point though, like someone killed my vampire, and my capital was sieged, oh. and so then my vampire died for good, so um yeah. Yeah, so I guess yeah, in that rare instance though, like, but really, if you're building a wonder when your your, cap, your capital is sieged, I think your priorities are not like the greatest at Maybe. that point. So- <laughs> this wonder is also quite expensive. Okay, just to for a, be
1: hindsight. So a pyramid is two hundred and twenty production. Statue of Zeus is four hundred production. You know that is a big investment. But if uh, you
0: if you it's pull the same up as Petra. If you total up the amount of production it takes to build three archers, three spearmen, and a battering ram, what's the difference between? Oh sure. That. Oh sure. No. Yeah. No.
1: Absolutely. No. No question. I'm just saying that uh, for an ancient wonder, that is probably the most expensive ancient wonder. Like that, that. That's like a medieval wonder cost.
0: I mean, if you got work
2: ethic, then. Oh, sure. If you have work ethic, you, you, you can build anything you want. You build whatever you want. <laughs> you build the GG buildings. You build the GG buildings. That's what you do, right? Like, you get work ethic, you build GG buildings, you GG at the end of the game, right? Like <laughs> Yeah,
0: it's, you just build wonders, man. I think one of the... I th- like, you guys talk about the unit spawn, but I care more about the 50% production towards anti-cavalry units. Yeah, reason that is being, a big deal. Yeah, reason being, melee units after uh, Swordman or even swordmen, all require a strategic resource. You get iron for your swordmen, musketmen for your, uh, sorry, niter for your musketmen, oil for your infantry. None of the anti-cavalry units need any strategic resource. So if you are in a pickle and you don't have any strategic resources, you can always build anti-cavalry. So this is almost a guarantee that you will have faster production in a current era unit. At all times, and I think that is really good. And it's and all your
1: cities, right? All your cities. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's definitely a spectacular ancient wonder. Four hundred production is double the pyramids, basically. So it is. You are dedicated if you're going to pull this this one off. Uh, however if you're a civ that gets uh, say engineers quickly uh, (laughs) that
0: that yeah so like the gall would be really good because they can boost their production towards wonders but this is also a very good investment for uh civs that have anti cavalry unique units like greek yeah
2: imagine a civilization game where the best civilization that can build the temple of zeus is a barbarian civilization <laughs> uh, right? The Gaelics um, and, and, and and I don't know if anyone knows this. But barbarian is Greek for literally like non Greek. It's it's Greek for like foreigner, right? Um, so, anyone who basically you're a barbarian if you don't speak Greek. That's basically what the term so means. Um, we're barbarians. Yes, we, we are, are. We are barbarians. Yes, okay, we are. Right yeah, on. We- okay. Hey, maybe an apostle can
0: come and recruit us over to the <laughs> Greek Empire. That'd be nice. So that's
1: that wonder. I did not get to the biosphere, uh, so I was not able to to see the
0: biosphere. That's fine. We can talk about it in theory. Well, it's available right in front of us via our computers. Via our computers. Yeah, the biosphere. So it must be built along a river adjacent to a neighborhood district. So it's a double whammy requirement there. Uh, In Gathering Storm, it receives plus the more i think about this the more more ridiculous this is it receives plus 200 percent power for all offshore wind farms solar farms wind farms and geothermal plants and hydroelectric dams so that that makes hydroelectric dams better than coal power plants so electric dams give you plus six power per turn that can charge uh i don't know how much power everything needs
2: but let's just say uh six it can power those discord um <laughs> so he doesn't keep dropping out of the call right <laughs> always always yeah so so 200 power so
0: so the off I, I know the hydroelectric dam produces six so 200 percent of power 20 or 18 i'm 18. more interested
2: in this whole tourism thing that they do for
0: those places Right that so it provides 18 power for one hydroelectric dam. That and then is 18 insane. Tourism. that can almost and that's then, almost your entire yeah 18 that's almost your entire empire you can power with this one thing. And then plus yes the building these uh provide tourism
2: equal to equal to their power. Yeah. So it'd be like 18 tourism per turn.
0: What the So hell? You just
2: and then think about it. If you get that, then you could just spam wind farms like everywhere. and yeah. get tourism. That's how you can push yourself yeah. above the, the the thing for a cultural victory because apparently as soon as you build the biosphere people then suddenly don't think wind farms are eyesores and so and just...
1: <laughs> wow you still Too get the, real, science, man. You still get the real. science bonus when this thing is built 100... no that's only oh, okay. that's for only... base in rise and fall because okay. those
0: games don't contain power right
1: right 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 right
0: yeah, so if you don't have Gathering Storm, if you have the v- vanilla or base game and or Rise and Fall, uh, when completed, you receive 100 science for every marsh, rainforest, and woods in the city that the biosphere is built in. And you also get plus one appeal. This is in both games. You get plus one appeal to that reminds me adjacent to when I got,
2: Rainforest and marshes. When I got Galileo in the last game, where I was able to get 100 science for every adjacent Mike Mountain tile, and like every... Tile on my land was mountains, and I got Galileo, oh. and I was I was able to build like yeah. five science. I was able to research five things in a row with one turn. It's so, <laughs> have you ever was
0: that the first time you've ever gotten him?
2: No, no, but like I've never seen it. Like I was like, oh, so I can, so I don't have to strategize where I put them. I could put them anywhere, and it doesn't matter. And <laughs> just get all the science.
0: Yeah, it's like you get so, it's like a one time boost of like oh here's like five free sciences. It's 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 nice. It's very nice. Um, But the Biosphere, um, obviously really good with Brazil because they already have the plus one adjacent or plus one appeal to their rainforest. So this is an additional plus one appeal to their uh, rainforest. So like the amount of national parks you can put into rainforests is completely insane. Um, This would also go well, I think, with Maori because they don't want to build improvements on their trees and rainforests anyway. And they can build national parks with the rainforests now. If you compare that with Eiffel Tower get more appeal into your land, then suddenly Maori has a ton of national parks. And they become one of the best culture victory uh, civs in the game. This is
1: still a late atomic era. Yeah. This is you get this with synthetic materials. And that was sort of a discussion. When would you get this? So as massively awesome as it is, and it's like this is this would be a game changer, I think, late game. Yes. Uh, especially you would what you would use
2: this does. to push you over the edge for victory yes
1: right?
2: yeah. like that's what you would it's like do, secures right? like your victory you would yeah. time it so that you would suddenly get tourism for all of the windmills you've already built for all of the uh hydroelectric dams you already have um and it would be like oh i'm going to build this and then it's going to push my culture above the the threshold yeah. for you're, victory
1: and your yeah your tourism shoots up too because all of the buildings Provide their bonus in tourism equal to their power, like that's yes. So, but it is a very late game wonder, very late game. But that's so fine. we'll probably they, never they, see it.
0: <laughs> that's very true, but that's fine. Like the game needs uh, late game wonders as yes, well. Yes, it does. It like does. like Broadway is is lackluster because like realistically you don't need that many great works uh Sydney Opera House is pretty terrible as well same reason right Uh, there's not a lot of good late game wonders so this at least this is a good a good one this is a very 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 good one
2: the only other thing I saw in the patch notes that was really interesting I don't know if you guys saw this so Antioch is no more um right because I was a business yeah Antioch is now becoming Venice yeah as a city-state so no, no, like Caesarean changes. It's just the name change. Yeah, that's it. I just so Venice is but coming back. But where is Antioch from? Antioch is a Byzantine uh, city. Oh, that's why. Yeah.
1: Okay. I was going to say, so, like, does that so suggest the next city?
2: Antioch is in, um, in Asia Minor or modern day Turkey. Um, mm. It is one of the cities that formed um, that one of the, it's one of the major cities that the Crusaders took in 1100 when they took Jerusalem. It was one of the major um, um, cities that was forming their base. So Jerusalem, Antioch was another one. um, uh, And there was another major city that was the base of operations for them. So Antioch is a very important city um, in the Byzantine and and, um, Caliphate uh, empires, uh, the Muslim Caliphate. So it makes sense that it would no longer be a city state. It's been part of many empires.
0: Yeah, yeah. So they have to to replace it. Uh, I think the last thing that really is major in this, Update is that they fixed the work ethic bug so now when your holy sites get pillaged, when you repair it, you get the adjacency adjacency back so now the whole plan of if you get worth ethic ethic just really go and pillage all their holy sites the world no longer makes strategy yeah uh, I don't know I liked that bring that back it should be like if it's pillaged but not if it's killed by like a natural disaster. If it's pillaged, like that's the only way to counter this thing. One like, city state
2: on. they should bring in, you know what would be really cool as a city state for them to bring in? Who? Troy. Troy. And, yeah, have, it, and have it give you like defensive cool. bonuses. Like military, military city state? Yeah, a military city state that gives you defensive bonuses. It makes your walls better. Because Troy was known for its walls. Right? So it would be like
0: be plus neat. 5 plus 10 combat strength even just like
1: city, plus 50% cities of or yeah, something like that. Or, plus, or hit,
2: just. if you're Cesarian, it makes your walls behave as if they're one level higher. Oh.
0: Yeah. Okay. So then but once once so basically once steel happens like they're
2: they're done. Yeah, yeah, it would be like a very Which makes early sense, yeah, advantage they don't, that you can get.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That would make actually sense though, like historically yeah. too. The only other city that has famous
2: walls like Troy would be Constantinople um Constantinople are you sure it's not Istanbul well well (laughs) ancient Constantinople modern day Istanbul right but we say Istanbul's not well you know even
1: old New York was once new Amsterdam and why they changed it I can't say I'm guessing people just liked it better that way
2: well I'm just using as the name that actually had the walls because the walls are actually not really intact anymore in Istanbul um but Constantinople back when it was called Constant, Constant Temple, it used triple walls. So its walls were actually like impregnable. like You couldn't get through them at all. They could actually be repaired they, in between attacks.
0: And the Titanic was also an unsinkable ship. Yes, it was. Yeah. Unsinkable.
1: You know, it worked great until the Turkish bombard came. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, I but, I, but in, I'm glad even though, in that with even, in, they... even
2: when gunpowder was invented, the only reason why the Turks took the city was because they overwhelmed it, right? It was right. like, yeah, like if you have like a million bombards, and yeah, you're gonna take it down, but it was because they overwhelmed them with force at that time,
1: and they cut off their uh, and also this is what I
2: learned. This is what I learned by
1: being the Ottomans, they cut oh. off their uh, their naval access, yeah which is how they were in And we have to, to remember, the too,
2: fed. the Byzantine Empire at that time was nothing more than really a city-state at that point. Like, Right. Um, and no one really knows this. Do you know the real reason why the Byzantine Empire fell?
0: Ooh, what's the real reason why the real so, Byzantine Empire fell? Wait, wait,
1: Empire I want to guess. I want
2: to
0: guess. Oh, okay.
2: Uh, syphilis. No. Uh, AIDS. No. Oh, that's too soon. Um, during – I can't remember which crusade it was, but during one of the crusades – um, the Latin uh, Crusaders from Western Europe came in on Venetian ships, showed up in Constantinople before they launched their attack on um, into uh, the Holy Lands. But when they got there, they were told that the Byzantine emperor was going to give them money. And the Byzantine emperor didn't have the money. So then they sacked Constantinople and installed a new emperor. Um, and that basically crushed, they basically sacked it and looted the entire city. And so, European crusaders destroyed Constantinople, and it never regained. It, it, it stuck around for another 150 years or so afterwards, but it would never regain um, its power after that. They completely, wow. they completely destroyed um, um, so the empire
1: after that. Lords and nobles, let that be a lesson to you: pay your mercenaries, okay? <laughs> pay your mercenaries. They, they, that's how they stayed alive. So. So long, right? Like the Byzantine Empire was gold, right? They were just paying off, you know, tribute to surrounding to not attack them. I do believe, uh, and then they ran out of gold, or the Turks didn't care anymore about gold. <laughs> <laughs> so the only the only other little thing for this was the Highland map, um, right? And and I had the pleasure of trying it, and I liked it, and I think Moy will love it. I think, I think I'll love he, it. I think he'll yeah. just like. Like get very excited uh, (laughs) about it. Um, I'd like us to use it on Sunday, but I will note that like it has inland like seas, but it's not an ocean. So boats are not as
2: useful. Wow. we won't get to see the droman in action greek fire yeah, we'll, still, we'll, still see.
0: We'll, we'll, still we'll see we'll we'll see we'll see what they map gets them. selected in they the end uh it is up to nystagmus to choose the map so we will let him choose it and we'll have a little bit of a surprise when you tune in on sunday do you guys want to add anything else before we wrap up for the night um, the only
1: thing is I am very pleased so far with the uh, pack, with the uh, Frontier Pack. This, um,
0: dude, the Frontier Pass has been amazing. Yeah. It, I,
1: you know, I got to give it to you, Fraxis. Uh, the, these are some really cool additions. Each sieve is like fun. I don't think either of these sieves is broken. Um, and, you know, they, they seem to, you know, can't all be Grand Colombia. <laughs> um and i i actually in hindsight i don't think that byzantine is the new grand columbia i think the, Grand okay. columbia is honestly still
2: grand uh, and columbia. and just as a point of contention right because the video game industry has been taken over by um companies making people buy a lot of downloadable content in order to make the game playable i think this is a good example of how to do that without screwing over the consumer right right like yeah yeah. It's a it, it's a, a pretty decent price like it wasn't like overly expensive for this frontier pass. Um, you get a lot of content, so it's not like cosmetic changes. It's not content. like it's not like anything. They actually go in and they change the game. They give you new modes. They give you like changing the modes like Secret societies changes the game almost entirely. Um, yeah, and so it's completely different. And so game. I think like the one thing we can give them a pat on the back for is hey, in an era where we're using more downloadable content to enhance games after you buy them, this is probably like the, the closest way to do it right that's best for the consumer, um, as opposed to like, You know, everyone nails like you know um, Call of Duty, right? Call of Duty is the one that like uh, completely destroys this. Like, uh, it's like the worst way of doing downloadable content. Like, you basically can just like buff your own person um, um, that you use in the by paying more money and stuff like that, which is not the way to do it. Um, um, It it doesn't change the experience. All it it does is it makes the experience better for like a select few people and makes it worse for everyone else. Right? Um, Pay pay to play is not pay to win. Whereas. Um, the way that they're doing it is, hey, pay for this like passport essentially. It's a one one time fee, and we'll give you a whole year's worth of content for this one time fee. Um, as opposed to like, hey man, uh, hey only some people can buy Grand Columbia or only some people can buy the Byzantine Empire or something like that. Instead of it being all this piecemeal thing, it's like a whole you get a whole package for it. Um, and so I definitely hope they don't go away from it because you can definitely turn it into more of a cash cow if you make it so you have to buy like each sieve independently or something like that um which is sort of what they did at
0: first right they know they do they have criticism. that option they have that option right if you don't want the game modes and you just want the sieves they have like the, the grand colombia and maya pack right but if you buy the new frontier pass you get that automatically and right. the game modes and
1: i think and we're we're not being paid at all by anything by any measure uh-huh. yeah this we're not this, this
2: we're not is affiliated the, the, with them yeah. at all i want to make but, that clear but
1: what i'll say is um you know there's something about value for your money and and, and, and
2: but the idea is that they gave the choice right like right you have the yeah, choice yeah you can get vanilla um, you can get the
1: vanilla and it's a perfectly good game um, it's a great game yeah yeah it, what i like about this is i found the value was worth it uh civ like I don't know if Civ fans are unique in this, but like Civ is a special kind of fan um, that we, you know, we really do love the game and they clearly, these are improvements to the game and they do make the game interesting and fun. And the cool thing is you can turn them on, turn them off. It's not like a permanent embedded thing that you, you know, this and is just the the way the game works. Now. Maybe I'm a
2: boomer as well about this too. Cause you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm in my thirties now, but like um, my, the contact I've had with like the way the Civ developers reach out to the community, like you have a face right they, they like it's not like i don't know if any other game really does it on the same level as they do um where they give updates personally and i don't know if it's also maybe a a, a a result of the pandemic right like how they how they they don't really aren't in groups anymore and stuff so they're doing this all remotely and maybe that's how they're doing it and that's how the pandemic kind of shaped how they come up with releases now but they're like giving like these updates where each person has like their own voice and you get to see them and interact with them kind of. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Now I know you mean. The development team. Yeah. The development team. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, like they're pretty active. They're pretty responsive as well. It seems. Um, Yeah. um, And, and maybe it might be a a genre thing too, because the humankind, I know we talked about that. um, They seem to be kind of in that same mold as well. They seem pretty responsive to like the community that they're trying to build for that game. You have
0: to be now. Um, You have
2: to be. And so, I, I I just I just hope it becomes more of an industry trend, right? Like this is this is the exception, not the rule, right now, and I hope it becomes more of the rule. Um, so, so there are
0: really reachable people that they have on their team on Twitter. Um, Carl, aka Borderline, uh, he's also in a lot of streams. So I I noticed that like on these patch days or on these videos where the first look comes out, he's in. All of the streams at like 3 p.m. Like he's doing his job and he's QAing because he's a QA lead. He's QAing all of the questions that people have like do mines capture enemy territory for culture bombs on Gaul. He's like no it doesn't work like that. It only claims unowned territory. He answers every question that everybody has but he also is very good because he doesn't spoil anything that wasn't announced he'll say like oh by the way a god of the forge is really good with byzantines right like he'll he'll kind of give his thoughts that way but he doesn't spoil anything and he's really good to reach out to for any questions on the game so shout out to carl you're doing your job thank you thank you for doing the good the good lord's work
2: stay dog in the chat let's be real fellas civ is a boomer game (laughs) I guess I'm up there
0: in the boomers. 26 years Woo! old boomer, baby. That's me. Just call me baby boomer.
1: Vindication. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you kids and your music. <laughs> you kids and your music, yeah.
0: If you're listening and you want to follow us on social media, you definitely should because we're really active on Twitter. So you should go on to twitter.com slash the Civ Show or you should just look us up on Twitter at the Civ Show. You'll find us there and you can you should follow us for daily content.
1: Although, Moy, if you're looking for the more intimate connection, you definitely definitely should join us on our Discord. Uh, We have a fantastic community of really engaged individuals. We have lots of great chats. Uh, There's always a new pet pick up there. Uh, We haven't got any lizards, though. What's up with that? We need a gecko or a snake. Maybe a spider, an insect. I don't know. Uh, Either way, though, please join us on our Discord. Uh, It's where we do a lot of our coordinating with the community. And to be honest, when we run community games, it is our Discord community that we're usually looking to first uh, because we know how fantastic you all are. So uh,
2: join us on our Discord. Check us out there and you all know that we make content on Twitter Uh, sorry on Twitch not Twitter Uh, (laughs) I almost had it that time Um, and so uh, the other place where we make content uh, now finally all three members of the Civ show are now making content on this platform on YouTube (laughs) So oh, definitely, this uh, is incredible. The yeah. world is falling apart. So what definitely check us out on YouTube. <laughs> Apparently uh Zoe now has a segment there called uh Zoe's re- uh, Raising Reviews. Raising Raising Reviews. reviews. Right? Raising so reviews. nice. They're super long. Um, I yeah. have a a video series right now called Better Know a Leader where I talk more about history of the leaders. Kind of just kind of a general background so far i've done Sir wilford laurier coupe of the maori and i've done uh robert the bruce of the scots um and now i'm going to be doing the bazil the second that's going to be coming out in the next couple days um uh, for the better known leader and then Moy he does kind of more freestyle uh, uh videos on kind of more topical subjects of the civilization community so check us out on youtube give us a subscribe there and uh and i hope you enjoy our content there as well
0: thanks for listening guys really appreciate it be sure to tune in on sunday for our unveiling of the gaul and the byzantines and the dramatic ages with georgia oh baby because it's going to be a fantastic game we hopefully hopefully you can tune in sunday at 7 p.m for the civ show sunday 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 if you're not there you'd better be dead.